When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Hey, everyone. Before we dive into this episode of Purple Daily, where we'll talk about where Kirk Cousins ranks in the quarterback tiers. Not T-A-T-E-A-R-S, but T-I-E. Thank you to Federated Mutual Insurance Company for helping power this episode. Federated is here to help business owners during a difficult time. They want to thank local businesses because you are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help with trusted resources you may need during this pandemic. Go to federatedinsurance.com or call your local Federated marketing representative to access those resources. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. All right, welcome in to another episode of Purple Daily. I'm Phil Mackey. That's Judd Zolgad. We got Declan Goff over here. And today we try to figure out where Kirk Cousins ranks among the other starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And we've come up with sort of two different ways to play this out. Now, Judd, you have taken all the quarterbacks that the Vikings play on their schedule. Yes. And you have ranked Kirk Cousins there, correct? Yes. Yep. So I ranked 13, and then Cousins makes 14. And Declan and I have taken the quarterbacks in the NFL beyond the Vikings schedule, so all of the quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and we have different tiers and where we think Kirk Cousins rank. Let's start with Judd because he's got the list of the Vikings schedule. Where does Kirk Cousins rank? among quarterbacks on the Vikings schedule. Okay, so I'll work backwards here, and and I've broken this down into four tiers in my categories, okay? So I'm going to go backwards from who I consider to be the least formidable to the best quarterbacks. Okay. The first list is the bring them on list, which means, uh, you yeah. You did the same thing I did. Would love to, I labeled my would tiers. Would love to face you. The bring them on <laughs> list. Let's go. Three quarterbacks fall into that category for me that the Vikings are going to face in 2020. One is Nick Foles, who's going to win that job. Mitch Trubisky is going to lose that job. What's you think out of training camp? Uh, yes. Yeah, I think it's that going to be... That would be the prudent play for the yeah, Bears. I think, Mitch, I, I think Ryan Pace might lose his job regardless, but if he sticks with Trubisky, it's going to be ponder-like, and it's just going to be a complete disaster. That's not to say that Mitch Trubisky won't eventually catch on somewhere else and maybe get an opportunity, but I think he's done in Chicago. And Nick Foles, as a Philadelphia Eagle, at times is very scary, but you take him out of the Eagles jersey, and he doesn't really scare me. So there's no way yeah. that I can put him in this, oh, he might be, no, he's not. It is a Superman Clark Kent thing. Like You put him in an Eagles jersey, whether Chip Kelly's the coach, or it doesn't really matter, yep. and he's going to be one of the best quarterbacks, apparently, in the NFL. You put him anywhere else, and he's just a disaster. Exactly. So Nick Foles is one of three in my bring-him-on category. My second one is Gardner Minshew of Jacksonville, 
who wow. he might be You're fine. You're in fate there, man. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah, he's got the porn stash. She just doesn't scare me yet. And you know what? Jacksonville doesn't scare me either. Like I'm, Jacksonville's I'm just not a good team. I mm-hmm. don't think they're well coached. I think they're just dysfunctional. And Gardner Minshew ended up being better than Nick Foles, but he sort of got thrown in, and now there's going to be pressure to start from day one. God bless him. He might be great, but he's not great now. Bring him on. And my third one, and this is going to hurt Phil Mackey quite a bit because it's his guy. Philip Rivers is on in my bring him on category. You know, he got the okay, new alarm. In defense of Philip Rivers. Yeah, go what? ahead. He's not throwing five picks every game, okay? There's still a little magic did left you in that. See, there's only like three or four he, picks. He's diet Brett Favre, okay? Yeah. He can, he Wait, can, but did you see the ball fluttering? It's like, dude, get dude, out of the Peyton game. Peyton Manning won a Super Bowl I know, with the ball you, and what did I say? You hate fluttering get, football. Get out of the game. You can't stand okay. it. Get yeah, out. Declan's right. Tom Brady throws a fluttering football. Yeah. Some of the great, some of the like, go back and watch some of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. A lot of them throw fluttering footballs. Okay, okay? but at the end, Peyton for who Peyton was, it, Peyton didn't ever really have like a, a gun for an arm. But at the end in Denver, it just hurt me to watch. And that team was great defensively. That's your problem. And I would, and there so were a lot of quarterbacks bad. that you could have plugged in and could have won there with that defense. Maybe even Kirk Cousins. I don't know. But anyway, so my bring them on categories, Nick Foles, Gardner Minshew, Phillip Rivers. Okay. My next category, working my way upwards again, is scary but not elite. So I respect these guys, but they haven't moved into what you could even consider to be a Fleconian elite category yet. Teddy Bridgewater is there. Now, he might go up this list, but he hasn't started consistently for a season in how long now since his time with the Vikings. He played well in a place of Drew Brees when given the opportunity, and I like him a lot. But I don't know what to make of him yet, and I think it's going to be very interesting now, gentlemen, to see him playing a full 16-game, knock on wood for his sake, Mm -hmm. schedule. And so I'm putting him in the scary but not elite category. I'm putting him in the category that I'm also going to put in, and he probably moved down a notch, and he's still good, Matthew Stafford. Hmm. I think Matthew Stafford's a very solid quarterback. Do I consider him to be in the elite class? No, probably not. I actually had a conversation. I have a friend who does sports radio in Detroit on the ticket. or he, Well, he did until like a few weeks ago. I and feel- Intercom had some layoffs as well. Uh, but he said, because I, I always figured, oh, they like Matthew Stafford, right? It's not Matthew Stafford's fault that the Lions aren't good. It's like everything but Matthew Stafford. No, Lions fans, a lot of Lions fans were just apoplectic that they didn't draft Tua when they had a top five pick, even though Matthew you know Stafford's what? their guy, those fans were right. I I don't know if I disagree. Like those fans were one hundred percent right. Can you, as a Viking fan, a Viking follower, how much juicier? And if you're a Vikings fan, how much more concerned would you be today if they had pulled the trigger on Tua? Now Jeff Okuda might be a great Hall of Fame defensive back, cornerback, but if they had Tua in the wings. Yeah, I think. Come on, you know it wouldn't be the immediate 2020 impact that would scare you, but I think you. I think you're looking at the NFC North right now, and the Bears' quarterback situation, as always, is up in flux. The Packers' quarterback situation, I don't even think is in flux. I think Aaron Rodgers is gone after like the next year, and so so like they they just expedited Aaron Rodgers' exit. And if the Detroit Lions would have drafted Tua, you'd feel like, oh, can you just get away from like right. I think he's going to be awesome if he stays healthy. And so, like, there's some people that might say pump the brakes, but uh, you may have dodged a bullet there. If Aaron Rodgers is out of your division, and if the Bears quarterback situation is in flux, and Matt Stafford's the only certain thing, then I think you, I think you feel pretty good about that. So, again, my second part of this list, scary but not elite, Bridgewater, Stafford, my third guy. And I don't think he's going to be bad in 2020. I think he'll probably take a step back. And we've been talking about this team taking a step back, Ryan Tannehill. 
He definitely does not frighten me. I, I think he could win the game for him. And I what think a weird pop up season. Yeah, but I and I got to see more. And, and again, Tennessee just feels it feels like a team that we're going to be at nine weeks into the 2020 season, and they're going to have like three or four wins. He, Ryan Tannehill. I have all this in front of me. Ryan Tannehill was top three in Pro Football Focus rating in 2020. He completed 70 percent of his passes, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. 9.6 yards per attempt, which blew away the rest of the league. Yeah, and his passer rating, traditional passer rating, was number one in the NFL. Is that Drew Brees and Lamar Jackson. Is that just... yeah, didn't he only throw like 12 times a game? Uh, he he definitely didn't throw 12. as much as like a Drew Brees. Right. But I think I don't, the, buy it. I don't think that is sustainable. But is he all of a sudden going to drop off and be garbage? I think he's probably going to settle into like just yeah. a good, solid, okay. you know, the 13th best quarterback in the NFL at worst. I don't think that Ryan Tannehill's ever going to scare you. And, and even though he put up those numbers last year, he wasn't scary. He was still Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, exactly. And my last guy on this list as far as the 13 quarterback the Vikings are scheduled to face in 2020 is a guy who, like Stafford, is coming down that list, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan was in, in, that, in one of my two close-to-elite categories at one time, but he's just not now. And so Bridgewater, Stafford, Tannehill, Matt Ryan, I deem scary, but not elite. Okay. And I'm going to tell you where I put Cousins after I'm done oh, going okay. through the rest of these guys because it's going to keep what's huge suspense right now on this podcast. <laughs> my next list is close, but. And so my my final list is going to be just flat out Fleconian elite quarterbacks. So this is close, but. So they're close, but they're not there yet. Okay. And this list is good. This gets a little dicey. This gets a little surprising because there were definitely some formerly elite quarterbacks who I've got to drop just a little bit for now. I'm going to start with the guy in Tampa Bay, Tom Brady. I don't know that. And Phil, we've talked about this quite a bit since he signed with the Bucks. I mean, this should be great fun, and he might have the Favre uh, 2009 Vikings season. But there have definitely been signs. I mean, this is an old man now. He's what 43 or going to be? Yep. So this is this is you know Favre was thirty nine and turned forty in October of two thousand nine. Uh, Tom Brady's well past that, and there just comes a time. I mean, it's sad, but Brady appears very intent on falling off the cliff and us seeing it. And so, at his age and, and with where things stand and his play last year with the Patriots, I can't definitively say that I think that this guy is going to have this. Just unbelievable season. So he's in my close butt. It's it's such unprecedented territory. There's only like four or five guys ever over the age of 40 that have put up like big numbers to where you would say, okay, that's a franchise-leading quarterback. Uh, one of them is Brett Favre with the Vikings. I think Vinny Testaverde had a big season when he was 40 and years old. And he was old. Vinny Testaverde, so it Warren wasn't really Moon, sad. It was but the I mean, Vikings, but... Brady is Brady is very much telling us that I'm going to be the car that rolls and, and then blows up six times because you're going to see it like you are going to see there. There's going to be and it might be 2020. It might be 21. I don't know when. But Brady's intent on blowing up. It's going to get at some point. It's going to get yeah, really he, bad. Yeah, he's not stepping away with no. self-awareness until it's too late, like or an injury. Ha- like, I think he has great pride, but the year he goes completely off the cliff is going to be pathetic to watch, and so there will be no pride there. Yeah, okay. So he's in my close butt. Uh, I've got three quarterbacks here. My second close butt, Aaron Rodgers right now. Here's the weird question. 
Yeah, him and Brady are kind of in this, you know, not the same guys they were a few years ago. And my Rogers question is this one. I don't I think the Packers not drafting a receiver when what thirty five or thirty six were taken is absolutely crazy. I think their Packers approach seems very odd. Are the Packers one thousand percent in the wrong here definitively? I don't know that. I like I don't like how they're going about their business, but I think are they seeing what we're seeing and they're like, oh my no, god. I think they're in the I, I think they're in the wrong in it there's two parts to this. Are they in the wrong for drafting the next quarterback in general? No, I don't think so. Are they in the wrong for reaching and trading up for a red flag and project quarterback right. when you had all these weapons that you could have drafted potentially to put around a guy that isn't the same Aaron Rodgers as five years ago, but is still a really, really good quarterback that can still win you a Super but did Bowl. Matt so Lef- I think they're in the wrong. But did And I agree with what you're saying, but did Matt LaFleur also watch this guy for a year and say, oh my God. Okay, but we are we are literally watching a documentary every Sunday night right now on ESPN about the 1998 Bulls and a general manager that was trigger happy to get to the next thing. All right, we got to be done with this coach. And like, if Michael wants to come back, that's fine. But he's going to have to play. Like, he was trigger happy to blow up a dynasty. Was Michael Jordan the same player in 98 that he was right. in 1992? No, he wasn't. But he was still Michael bleeping Jordan. Why are you actively looking to blow up an unprecedented stretch of quarterback play if you're the Packers? But Jerry Krause, I mean, good for the, good for the Vikings fans. Jerry Krause, the Bulls GM back then, was clearly upset that he was not being given credit at that time. I guess my the one question I've got about Lafleur is: Did he bring in a fresh set of eyes? And instead of being like, "Oh, this is great, Aaron is still great," and Mike McCarthy was wrong, because I do think that there was um, that there was definitely friction between Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers. Did Matt LaFleur come in as a fresh set of eyes, watch Aaron and say, oh, boy. Now, I, I don't know. I I tend to agree with what you're saying, but I guess the reason why I can't put Aaron in the elite category now is just the percent chance that he has definitely taken that. a step back. And then my close butt, and you could debate this as being too high, but I just like this guy. And I think he was somewhat a victim of poor coaching last year is Dak Prescott. I think Dak Prescott's a really damn good quarterback. There's another yeah. level there for sure. Yeah, for sure. and so he's. I, I think he is probably, while Brady and Rodgers have descended from elite to close, but Prescott's probably, in my mind, going up. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to put him in the scary but not elite. I'm putting him in the close butt. And then my final three, elite. I put Drew Brees. Might for be sure. too high, but no. I still think he's oh, fantastic. I, think I agree. Elite, Deshaun Watson. He's going to be a nightmare to play against. And, of course, the guy that beats the Vikings um, in the state of Washington, whenever they play a primetime game, Russell Wilson. So where does Kirk rank? So I put Kirk in the scary but not elite. So how many guys are above him on the Vikings schedule? So elite, uh, three quarterbacks, close but three. And then I put him, I, I put Kirk in the same uh, ranking with Bridgewater, Stafford, Tannehill, Matt Ryan. So we're and actually, I think that's very fair. All right. So now Declan and I are going to go through our, we have done just like the general NFL tiers. Yeah. Right. And we probably have a different spin on this, but I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to fly through my tiers and tell you where Kirk is on my list. Okay. I'll start at the top. I have a Pat Mahomes tier. Yes. That includes Pat Mahomes. That, yep. I'm in lockstep with you. He's just in his own atmosphere. I'm with you. And there are no quarterbacks that are as good as Who's him. Who's the, the closest right to that? Russell Wilson. Okay. So tier one for me starts after the Pat Mahomes stratosphere, and that would be Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, and Deshaun Watson. I've got those three mm-hmm. guys in my tier one. Mm-hmm. Then I have a Lamar Jackson tier that's below tier one because I'm not ready to put him in a Russell Wilson, Drew Brees category or Pat Mahomes category, but he's definitely elevated above everybody else that's coming on this list. 
because I still think there's a chance that the league could figure out a little bit how to how to stop his running game and like he needs another prove it year Kaepernick before I put him was in that. Going to be unstoppable and suddenly yep. he became pretty stoppable. Like I need with with the other guys on this list. Pat Mahomes has proved it over a couple years. I hear you, and he's won a Super Bowl. Uh, Russell Wilson, Drew Brees. Uh, have done it over long stretches, and I th- I think maybe I'm a little early on Deshaun Watson here. Putting I think Deshaun Watson so. to me is a little bit above. This might sound crazy, Lamar Jackson, but that's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Then I've got the old Hall of Famers tier, <laughs> which includes Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and Ben Roethlisberger, who we all forgot oh. about because he was hurt last Don't year. Did you see Jay Glazer's comments about Roethlisberger? No. He said something about someone said something to Glazer of uh, Fox Sports about Roethlisberger staying in shape, and Jay's comment was like, "We can't call that staying in shape." Yeah. <laughs> he does. I think his comment was he does he does yoga and then goes and drinks beer. I mean, God Same. bless Ben he's, Roethlisberger. He's Rami McLaughlin. Yeah, he's Rami and Declan. He might be diet, as well. diet Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> yeah, except you're thin. He's not in shape. Diet Ben Roethlisberger. So when you got hey, when you got two rings and you make twenty million dollars a year, thirty million dollars a year, you can. You, you can do yoga and drink beer if you that's want right. to. So that's my old Hall of Fame tier. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Ben Roethlisberger. Then I've got just reliable guys in their prime tier. Okay? That's where I have Kirk Cousins. <laughs> so I, I knew you have Kirk Cousins there, and that's fair. Reliable yeah. guys in their prime. They're, right. not like, they're not immediate Hall of Fame candidates. They've got flaws, mm-hmm. but they're going to they're gonna throw for 4,000 yards, and like they're, they're not going to train wreck it for a season for you. Okay? So Carson Wentz. Dak Prescott, who I think has, I think both those guys could move up. Matt Ryan, who's kind of moving down but still in this list. Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford. I've got those five guys in the reliable, uh, still in their prime. Matt Ryan's toward the back end of his prime. Then I've got the could go either way tier. They could they could elevate to reliable or they could go back to being something less than reliable. Gotcha. Ryan Tannehill, yep. Jimmy Garoppolo, mm-hmm. Derek Carr, and Jared Goff. On this list, they've all shown flashes. They're roller coasters. They've all been train wrecks at Go through times. That list again. Ryan Tannehill, yep. Jimmy Garoppolo, yep. Derek Carr, yep. and Jared Goff. Okay. Now you could say Cousins might even fit more with some of those than like the Dak Prescott, Matt Ryan. So he's kind of on the verge of maybe between both those categories. So of those four that, that you just read, how many do we still? Are we still undecided on like Jared Goff? I've really I can't tell you right. now. I'm undecided on all four of those guys. Yeah, which That's is why, why they're think, in that category. Which, yeah, which is why I think Cousins doesn't belong there because I very much know who Kirk is. Yep. So I think it's very fair not to put him in because like Garoppolo could take a step and shoot way up. Yes. Your rankings, Jared Goff could too, but to me, a guy like Jared Goff could just as easily fall down. Yep. Cousins is. I think I know who Kirk is. Cousins is going to throw for 300 yards and a couple of touchdowns, and he's going to help you win a noon game against the Jaguars and the Titans. Like he's going to play really well at US Bank Stadium, except for the one time a year when you have that Bills game. And then he's and then he's going to be very coin flippy in key moments. Like we kind of know who he is, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Then my my last category, and then everybody else that's not in these categories to me is just like I don't care. Just a complete afterthought. Garbage, right? or they're or they're rookies saying. and like whatever. Yeah, young young with upside. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater, who's still only like 25, 26, 26, somewhere, and hasn't started okay. in years. Teddy Bridgewater, yep. Kyler Murray, yep. Sam Darnold, yep, uh, and that's it. And Tua, I put Tua in. So that no Baker Mayfield. I th- honest, honestly, I think Baker Mayfield is a bust. I think Baker Mayfield is uh, mostly hype, and I think he's one of the least emotionally intelligent quarterbacks in the NFL. Aren't I do c- not think Baker Mayfield will be a starting quarterback in two years from now. I will say this. I am curious to see what Kevin Stefanski and his staff can do with the kid. 
I'm curious to see what the, Kevin Stefanski can do with another quarterback. That's what I, I yeah. I'd like to see Kevin Stefanski with an actual leader at that position. I'm not as out as you are yet on Baker. Like I think that I think what you're saying is probably largely correct, but I'm not. I give him one more year. I'm pretty convinced that Mitch Trubisky sucks. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Like, I just think he's bad. Pretty convinced? Well, I, I'm just saying, I think he sucks. I'm good. Yeah. I think he's bad. <laughs> no, for But, me, like, if you, if you gave me a draft of, of these quarterbacks who are at the end of your list or don't make it, I would take Baker Mayfield pretty high because I, I think that there is a possibility there. With, like, Trubisky, I just think it was just a terrible pick. It's right. ponder way too high. What's your what are your tiers, Declan? All right, Fly so through. I'm almost very similar to you, Phil. I have tier one as MVP, and it's just Pat, Patrick Mahomes. He's in a league of his own, so he's tier one. Then I have tier two, which is elite, and that's where I have Russell Wilson, Drew Brees, Deshaun Watson, and I have Lamar Jackson in there, and Joe um, Flacco, and Joe Flacco. I was a big Flacco guy Joe in Flacco's 2012. There, 2012, Declan would have put him in elite category for sure. Uh, tier three, I have talented, and this is where it gets really a little sticky, and we can, we can debate a little bit here, but talented is Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, Kirk Cousins, Jimmy G. Okay. Now, guys like Dak and Jimmy G, I think, have the capabilities to rise to in the elite category. Dak could, to me, Dak could very easily be one of the, once like Brady and Rodgers retire, I could see Dak with like three years and Mike McCarthy under his belt being in the five best quarterbacks category in the NFL. But I, I could see it. I think guys like Rodgers, Ryan, Stafford, and even Cousins, are they won't be able to get to the next step. Rodgers and Ryan being the, their best days are behind them. Kirk, we know who he is. He won't take that next step. But I think Kirk Cousins belongs in the tier of quarterbacks like Rodgers, Ryan, Stafford, Cousins, and Jimmy, and, uh, and Jimmy G and Stafford. I think they all belong in that same tier. Okay. There's a couple that are, might be better than Kirk Cousins, but I don't think the... The change is that big, big of a difference. Okay, if you get this is probably a separate episode altogether. But if you guys had to pick one of these two guys for the next three years, and you, you obviously goal is to win a Super Bowl, money is equal. Aaron Rodgers, back end of his thirties, or Kirk Cousins. Rodgers, I think, I think Rodgers, but it's close. It is so close. I think it's Rodgers too, but it's it's closer now than it was two years. ago. It was. I, I agree with the list that Declan just did, except for Aaron being in that list. I would I would put him in a higher list, but I think the rest of, of the QBs. Here's my thing, like with Phil's list. It's easy to put QBs who we think are good or have had good years and then bad years like off um, in this list of they might move up, they might move down. Um, you know, with with Kirk, the, the weird thing with Kirk is, I feel now, after two years of watching him play consistently, that we know exactly who he is and what you're going to to get. And I'll tell you right now, if the Vikings won a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins as their starting quarterback, I would be shocked. I would absolutely, jaw would drop to the floor, i drop my coffee. Really? I might collapse. See, I wouldn't be shocked. I'd be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked for two reasons. We've seen several other worse quarterbacks yes. win Super Bowls before. And get there. Like, if you ranked all the quarterbacks the last 30 years that have won a Super Bowl, Kirk Cousins is nowhere near the bottom of that list. Like, he's probably more in the middle of that pack, really. Like, he's not John Elway. He's not, he's not Tom Brady. I get that. And we have also seen flashes, flashes of Kirk Cousins rising up in big moments, right? The big throw in New Orleans. He's not going to do it as high of a percentage as some other quarterbacks in those moments, like Tom Brady, but his percentage in big moments of like throwing a big pass and, and making something happen is not zero. His batting average is not zero. The 2017 Vikings, if you now 
uh, transported us back to that year and put Cousins on that team, I could see it. But I'm saying right now, with the makeup of this team and a defense that I think is good, but no longer anywhere near great, it would shock me. Like, if everything was right around Kirk and and if he had the infrastructure of a team where you said to yourself, oh, my God, the components are so good and this defense is probably going to rank one in scoring defense, two in total defense, one against the run, then I could see it. But in 2020, with what we know this team is going to be, and we basically right now as we sit here in what May and talk about it, know what the roster is going to be, I would be shocked, yeah. But we all, it sounds like with, with all of our rankings here, all of us are pretty much in agreement that Kirk Cousins is one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Yes, yeah, and I do, yes, and I think that he is an outstanding fantasy QB. Mm-hmm. Like, well, yeah. I would draft him in one second, and his box score looks great. And finally, like just average and tiered everyone else, guys. Like, I have Tom Brady as an average quarterback at this point. So you've got Cousins above Brady. I have Cousins above Brady in twenty. You drinking claws. Yeah, drinking claws yeah, before I, the episode. Uh, that's a lot. That's no, a severe I disrespect. Everyone. I don't think it is. I I think Tom Brady's chances of winning a Super Bowl in Tampa Bay are the same as Kirk Cousins you in twenty twenty. Let's actually let's save the rest of that commentary okay. for a separate episode. You got it. I want I want a hot take cops episode of Purple Daily. Okay, where we start the episode with Declan saying Kirk Cousins is better than Tom Brady right now. All right, no problem. And then we pull him over. I, I want I want to flush this all out Go because you might not be wrong. Clawyer. you might not be wrong. Yeah, you, exactly. I can't believe you paid that type of disrespect <laughs> to Tom Brady. Giselle's pissed at you. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. You can find us if you're listening to us. You can also find us in visual form on our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash/ScoreNorth. And you can find Mackie and Judd, the podcast, as well on Apple, Spotify, or scorenorth.com and Purple Daily, the podcast, in those same areas. And uh, don't forget to check out, once the Vikings schedule comes out on this Thursday night, we are going to break it all down and make our win-loss predictions that we will probably change five times between now and whenever week one is. It's all right. Thanks for hanging with us on Purple Daily. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, or pie made with fresh, cosmic, crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy 5 or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited-time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All-access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.